Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Elizabeth Dutton. Zaren Burnett. So nice Yelled to see you. so-and-so. That's right. You, okay, listen to this. Yes. Yeah, what's ridiculous? Oh my God, yes, dude. Have you heard of low background steel? Low background steel. Three words, low background steel. I've heard of those words, but not in okay. that string. Pirates, South Seas. You know what those are, right? Yes. We've got new pirates and they're raging in the South Seas. They're, they, they don't have like cool fashion and parrots on their shoulders and, and wooden peg legs anymore. Now what they are is they're salvage operators and they're fighting over low background steel. Low background steel is steel that existed and was produced prior to the detonation of the first nuclear bombs in oh. the 40s and 50s. So they go down deep in to the bottom of the ocean, they fight these ships who sank, and they go and they fight over these shipwrecks. Yeah. They're literally trying to get steel out of like wrecks on the bottom of the sea, and they're 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 littered in the South Seas because huh. it's just a lot of wrecks. And so Chinese uh, salvage operators, Indonesian salvage operators, Malaysians, uh, Americans, Australians, anybody who can get a ship with a crane down there is hauling out low uh, low background steel. Low and background I steel. love that because it's one of those things that literally something is valuable because it is does not have our touch on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very no, true. This isn't, this is like, it's one of those like, oh, artificial man-made debates. No, this is totally different. It transcends that. This is like, oh, this is good because the human are nowhere near this. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Although it is steel, which we made. Which but we you, made, but I get it. see my point. I see it, and it's ridiculous. There you go. I've got something else that's ridiculous and yes. metal-related. Oh. Guns. Yes. And roses. Oh, snap. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. That's the guarantee. It is. I love Guns N' Roses. I know you do. I I'm know. so excited the for band, you to tell a story. The band, not the items. But you do love roses. You I love really, one of the two. I really do love roses. I'm a bit of a rosarian. Yes. I grow be, English roses at my house. Dude, don't be humble. You are one heck of a rosarian. I am. But I don't like guns one bit. No, I'll, I'll take the that test. for the team. Yeah. Uh, but the band Guns N' Roses, GNR, as the, we say. The roses trumps the guns. Love, love, love. You're like, all of a sudden, the, it's fine. Love, love, love. I've loved them from the beginning. Really? Yeah. I think Slash may be one of the best lead guitarists of all times. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the guy's amazing. I told you I met him one time at a, a Four Seasons Hotel. Right. right? We talked about yeah. that, yeah, where he answered the he's door. He's great. He's everything you'd hope he'd be in person. Yeah. Well, so let's go through the original lineup. Please. There's Axl Rose on lead vocals. Yes. Or W. Axl Rose, as he called himself. William? Yeah, because his real name is William Rose. Okay. By the way. Bad Billy Rose. Well, then he also, he went by William Bailey when he took his stepfather's name, old Bill Bailey. So there was that. (laughs) Then lead guitarist Slash, who you met as Saul Saul Hudson. Uh Uh, You know, his mom was a famous costumer. 
oh. for like David Bowie. I did not know that. And his dad was a British artist who designed album covers like for Neil Young. I could totally see that his parents would be artists though. Yes, most definitely. Then there's rhythm guitarist Izzy Stradlin. Oh, your guy. And he was born Jeffrey Dean Isbell. Ah, yeah. Isbell, interesting. Yeah. The okay. bass player, Duff McKagan, uh-huh. he was born Michael Andrew McKagan. Okay. And then Stephen Adler on drums. Now, is Duff Beard named after Duff McKagan, do you think? He has said it is, but there's a debate. Okay, because I thought that. I remember somebody saying that. I was yeah. like, is that, that can't be yeah. true. So, I don't know. Do you like the band? I love the band. I mean, yeah. well, actually, I don't love them the way you love them. I have a real soft spot for them and a lot of positive memories and a lot of associations with people who love them, like, much like you. Sure. So, I, I love them, but, but you won't ever be riding around in my car and I go, I pop in some, <laughs> you know, GNR. You know, that's just not happening. I love the theater of them. Yes, completely. And, like, the hilarious seriousness of them. Yes, the self-seriousness of the, the Chinese drama. democracy. The drama of it all. Yes. That's what I love. And I think about how when they first came out, everything was hair metal. Oh, I was yeah. I was totally. very young. Yes. Rat, um, Warrant, all that stuff. Yeah, people were listening to Def Leppard. Uh-huh. Horse and Sugar on Me. Fluffy. Everything was fluffy. Big hair, don't care. <laughs> exactly. And then Guns N' Roses was so dark. Yes. And, and the, that L.A. rock, which had shifted because the, the big hair kind of took over and all of a sudden they, came, they brought back well, it's the, like the, the seedy, that seedy, Eagles, seedy underbelly. Yeah, that yeah. Eagles vibe you like. The sinister. Menacing. Yes. Sinister and menacing. I love that. It's challenging. <laughs> I like to be challenged. So Guns N' Roses comes along. They changed the landscape. Hair metal got gritty. Hair metal was also openly admitting to doing heroin. Oh, was as it? As they were. Oh, yes. A.K.A. Mr. Brownstone. Okay, yeah. Um, then everything, they handed it off to grunge. Grunge did even more heroin. Yes, loved the heroin. Um, but in that beautiful moment, there was this band that started off Hollywood sleazy, then snowballed into overwrought, tortured, infighting juggernaut. Also, they were really a mountain peak of the video music music video era. Well, yeah, let's talk about those videos. November Rain November and Estranged. November Rain, forget about Who it. Who else could produce something so insane? Yes. And just uh, so self-involved as November Rain I and Estranged? I will never forget the shot of, of uh, Slash walking out of the church, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's a tiny church in the middle of a desert. Uh-huh. He just starts leaning back, and his hair oh, is yeah. flowing, and he's doing the solo. I will, that lives forever in my head. Axl Rose swims with dolphins in the Estranged video. Oh, that's right. It's amazing. <laughs> and they're all, hey, how are you? <laughs> also, the Terminator 2 one, where they do the whole thing, yeah. where they have Arnold Schwarzenegger, them going around Hollywood, like, like uh-huh. I don't know, like he's their buddy protecting them totally. from stuff with Why his not? Terminator vision. Exactly. Well, then they they have this incredible, like you said, it's the mountaintop of videos. Yes, they're there. And then they fizzled. Yes. And they're back touring right now. Really? Like yeah. Enough of them that would be... Enough that okay. they can Is cobble. it like three of the five no, or something? Yeah, I think it's three of the five. Okay. Um, but they'll never capture that lightning in a bottle of no. the late 80s, early 90s. Though. Yeah, they just don't have the energy for it, too. No. Are they on occasion problematic? <laughs> sure. <laughs> on occasion. On occasion, they're not problematic. <laughs> we, we all have problematic faves. Yeah. <laughs> um, Guns and Roses have had their share of legal troubles over the years. Oh, I bet. Criminal, civil, you name it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And there's not just one big one, so I developed a list for you, a melange. Ooh, I love a melange. little uh, buffet <laughs> of crime. Uh, I'm not going to rank them. Please. I mean, how could I? No. These are just my favorites from the many, many to choose from. How could you? I am going to start small and work my way up. Okay. So with that, I say welcome to the jungles, Aaron. <laughs> I'm ready. Compiling a list of Guns N' Roses crimes. Look at all the fun and games. It's so easy. Yes. I'm just going to be putting song lyrics and titles throughout <laughs> this whole thing. You've been warned. Okay. You ain't the first. Oh, <laughs> no one's going to know what I'm talking about. So um, let's start with the guitarist about as uh, talented as Slash, Izzy Stradlin. Okay. You know how Johnny Depp desperately wants to be Keith Richards? Yes. Izzy pulled that off a long time ago. Totally. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like the JV. Of, if if uh, Keith Richards is a varsity football player, he's the JV he's the version. Understudy. We were like, oh, that guy. Uh-huh. Totally. Do you remember our Air Rage episode where yeah, the guy totally. took a dump on the beverage cart uh-huh. in the airplane? Yeah, he got a meltdown. Izzy came a little close to that. Really? Yeah. There he was, uh-huh. boarding a plane in Indianapolis, headed back to Los Angeles. Okay. Um. There was one stop in Phoenix, and then he'd be back in the decadent arms of Paradise City. Wait, he doesn't even have a nonstop flight? No. Wow. (laughs) Okay, I just just noted that. I know, right? That's exactly what I thought when I was writing this out. So it's August 27th, 1989. All right. And the band is on an upward trajectory. Oh, yeah, this is like, boom. Yeah. This is when they are making their name. They are touring in support of their breakout album, Appetite for Destruction. Mm -hmm. That EP Lies, the one that gave us the hit song Patience, Mm -hmm. as well as the incredibly offensive One in a Million. (laughs) Yes. 
which lead singer Axl Rose has been attempting to apologize for for the last couple decades. Well, he always said back then it was a character. I mean, it was always exactly. very clear. I mean, I've grown up in America like that's been like this for a long time. So I understand the difference between a, I meant this and I was like playing around with provocative ideas. Yeah, and it's this character who comes off the bus and yeah. lands in L.A. from like farm like, country. It's the difference between did you accidentally step on my foot or did you take a swing at me? Right. He accidentally he stepped accidentally. on my foot. I get it. <laughs> so there's Izzy. Rhythm guitarist for one of the biggest bands out there, just trying to catch a flight to L.A. All right. Uh, the band was on a break between tours. He had gone to Indianapolis to see his family. And that day had already been a pretty crappy one for him. Um, he'd been bitten in the face by a dog at his family's place. <laughs> I mean, isn't that how it always goes? Just saying the words bitten in the face. Bitten in the face. You know, you got a flight anything. to catch. Just by anything <laughs> else after that. It's like, oh, so, man. So there he is. You know, he's got he's got a, a chewed up face. He goes to the airport and he gets bumped from first class to coach. <laughs> oh, man. That's insult to injury right there. Why is the manager doing him like this? Got him on a not a nonstop flight. <laughs> he's got to stop in what, Phoenix, you said? Uh, Phoenix. He's, he's now getting bumped. I mean, he doesn't even have a first-class well, seat. And I've had I've had flights that stopped in Phoenix before. Yes. And they never are in the same terminal. Like you oh, have to terrible. sprint, and yeah, there's gotta, like 15 uh-huh. minutes to do it. Yeah. I'm sure he was. He had the the the, the middle seat, right? Well, so and you I'm know sure he's, he's got like tight jeans on and a bunch of like belts and yeah, exactly. cowboy boots. Everything's and poking him. He's jangling along. So this is in a court statement. Okay. FBI agent R. Scott Rivas said Stradlin quote went to use one of the restrooms. When he got to the restroom, it was apparently occupied, and he stated, quote, I'm not waiting any longer, Un- end quote, and unzipped his pants <laughs> and urinated in the galley area. He <laughs> oh, did... It's like where they make the food and everything? Or he, yeah, get... exactly. He did this in card? front of the God, the passengers, flight attendants, anything goes, as they say. <laughs> he had a breakdown. Uh, Geffen Records publicist Bryn Bridenthal. I like the little pause to let me know it's a lyric title. It's a title. lyric, yeah, because yeah, uh-huh. otherwise no one would ever know. Uh, song title. So Stradlin, uh, Bryn said he was angry mm-hmm. at having to wait to use the plane's restroom and quote relieving himself in the galley was just his way of expressing himself. This is an artist's statement here and yeah. I just want you to know that this is now, this plane is now worth I mean, a lot more. They're not wrong. <laughs> like he is expressing himself. Yeah, clearly. He, he is was literally also, expressing. He was also also likely high as a kite. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah. I have a question, which is, like, did he grab like a pitcher or some kind of like thing that was there and they go, oh, I'm going to pee in nope. this? Or is he just like standing, peeing down the yeah. middle like of the down aisle the so everybody Zip. can see him? He's not yep. even like back turned, like I'm going to pee on the no, side. No, just right out there He's in the He's just like, open. enjoy. You guys don't <laughs> have camera phones yet. It's 1989. It was a very Keith Richards way of, yeah, oh, of totally. doing things. I feel it. He was sentenced to a year's probation. Oh, no. And in that time, he worked on his sobriety. So he actually wound up quitting the band mid-tour in 1991. Okay. And he said it was because of Axl Rose's behavior and mismanagement of the band. But it was also because he was having a tough time being around slash drummer Matt Sorum, who had replaced drug-addled original drummer Steven Adler. That's a whole other story. And bass player Duff McKagan. See, they were full-time drug and alcohol uh, addicts, and like, Izzy's newly sober. Yeah, like the drummer was a drinker and the other two were heroin? Oh, they all did everything. Okay, yeah. okay. They did heroin, pills, coke. Yeah, I figure all I was just wondering like if they were all three on on, I think they on were. the horse. This is what Izzy said, quote, once yes. I quit <laughs> once I quit drugs, uh-huh. I couldn't help looking around and asking myself, is this all there is? <laughs> I was just tired of it. I needed to get out. <laughs> it's pretty amazingly self-aware. Did you know that the band considered hiring Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction to finish out the tour? Oh, I'm not surprised, but wow, wow. that would have been wild. This is what Slash had to say, though. Quote, he couldn't get it together. <laughs> if Slash is saying you can't get it together, you know it's bad. Yeah, right? it means it may not ever go together. May never. <laughs> so there was always a lot of tension in the band. Drugs, alcohol, egos. It's taken out a lot of musical acts. Oh, yeah, And, totally. and people in general. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really dangerous combination. So Izzy left the band. Mm-hmm. Slash left the band. Wait, like... They're Not at the like same time, but or something? yeah, he eventually period. left. Oh yeah, I know he Duff eventually. eventually. I think left. that's when the band broke up. That's essentially yeah. My Matt opinion. Sorum. Well, they never really technically broke I up. I know, but that's Matt Sorum, the replacement drummer. Mm-hmm. He gets fired. So there's Axel, all by his lonesome, with his collection of studio musicians. Then he heard that Slash had a little side project, and that Slash was the playing Snake Pit or something. No, he, well, yeah, he had his own band, but he played guitar on a Michael Jackson album, and he showed up to play some live show, shows. He played on a bunch of Michael Jackson, from well, what I understand. Axel was irate huh. because he doesn't tolerate child molesters. 
Oh, and so, snap. and let's be frank, that's what Michael Jackson was. I mean, there are wow. reasons, sure, but those aren't excuses. No, so, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, and that's, that's why Axel is just so. He's so now Axel's really mad at Slash. Then oh. Slash further angers him by starting a supergroup called Velvet Revolver. Yeah, that was in 2002. So it that's had, the one with the Stone Temple Pilots. Guy. Yeah, it had the guitarist from Wasted Youth and the late Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots as mm. a lead singer. It also had Duff and Matt Sorum. Yeah, so the other leftovers. Axel was hurt, and hurt people hurt people. So <laughs> I've heard that. He spread lies, started controversy. <laughs> Want to antagonize me? He told people that Slash had come by his house and said hurtful things about his Velvet Revolver bandmates. Like, very junior high. Like, Slash stops by Axel's house and is like, guess what? These guys are— He is so jealous of me. So gross. Did you see what he was wearing on Thursday? Oh, my God. He has the worst taste in fashion, Axel. And Axel's like, hey, everybody— Slash, like, it's, like, on the phone. Yeah. Slash just told me. So um, Velvet Revolver, though, really stuck in Axel's craw. And Guitar Hero— I'm glad it stuck in somebody's craw, because it really someone, had no impact it, otherwise. It, it fell through a lot of craws. <laughs> uh, so Guitar Hero is a really popular video game where you play the guitar. Yes. I don't know. I've never played it. Do you, but... What do you do with your time? <laughs> Gardens. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just sit. In, I sit in my room, just staring at the wall, going, waiting for the next day. Like Willie Nelson, waiting for a song to come. I just, just wait stare for. At the walls. Is it Hello, time to walls. record yet? I don't know. Um, so the, I don't. Whatever. I think it comes with a, like a little plastic guitar yeah, yeah, that you. Like, yeah, it has like keys, and they're like colored like a rainbow, so you can know which ones to hit. Right. It tells you on the screen which ones to hit. Yeah. Okay. So Guitar Hero Three. There have been a number of these. Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. Okay. Um, that came out in 2007, and it featured on the cover none other than top-hatted axe-slinger himself, Slash. Oh. And it had a lot of, apparently, Velvet Revolver stuff. In I it. wonder if Guitar Hero has, like, the Madden curse, but for bands. Like, oh, if you're I on wonder. Guitar Hero, <laughs> like, wonder. oh, you're doomed, man. <laughs> so there was, like, a Slash character in the game, and then they also had the Guns N' Roses songs Welcome to the Jungle and Sweet Child of Mine in hmm. there. Okay. And Axel tried to put a stop to this. And he was all, so he's already mad at Slash, uh, you know, or there's a Slash like character in the, sh- in the game. Okay. So he's mad about that, but he's already mad at Slash because Slash was in Guitar Hero 2 <laughs> and there were Guns N' Roses songs and Velvet Revolver stuff. Just saying that sentence out loud. Oh, like, God. I'm so mad because he's in Guitar Hero 2 and then also, just and then like, his other band. Do you, do you hear yourself, Bill? <laughs> well, so mixing these two of Slash and like, being involved in old Guns N' Roses stuff just sends Axel into anger orbit. Yeah, video game sequels are powerful stuff. They really are. So he claims uh, that Activision, publisher of the game, promised him that they wouldn't use the songs or the image of Slash, but they lied. I imagine they also licensed. Don't so cry. So I'm sure that he could have stopped this in lots of ways or else he just didn't have to take the money. Well, don't cry, Axel. Uh-huh. Sue. Just sue. Listen to you. Fast forward to 2010 and he did just that. Of course. In November of that year, no telling if there was rain or not, Axel Rose <laughs> sued Activision for $20 million for okay. misuse of Guns N' Roses music and its musicians, specifically Slash, in mm-hmm. Guitar Hero 3. The judge in the case allowed the trial to move forward after an initial hearing in March of 2011. A jury trial was supposed to start May 2012. In August 2012, the judge dismissed a fraud claim made by Axel. He pointed out that it took Axel three years to bring the suit. Because don't forget, the game came out in 2007. <laughs> so, he's like, you know, that's too much the judge time. Is like, you still mad about this? Yeah, way too much time. So the judge did, though. Um, he he let go through a whole um, breach Activision's of contract. Like, Your Honor, we we would like the defendant to die mad about it. <laughs> exactly. Just. He allows a breach of contract argument, though, and schedules a jury trial for that in early 2013. But you know what else happened in early 2013? The judge dismissed the case. Once again, he cited the lateness of filing the suit. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. You the plaintiff, years. not the defendant. But yes. Three years. Three I mean, it's years, not 14 years on. of silence, 14 years of pain. <laughs> but three years is a long time. You get me with these every I time. I do. Axel said it took three years because he'd been in a negotiation about a Guns N' Roses-themed game by Activision, but that apparently fell apart. Hmm. So no lawsuit. A Guns N' Roses themed video game. Uh Amazing. It's just like shooting up. You should like stay alive. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And nobody gets out. Uh, So there was no lawsuit with Activision for uh, Axel. 
Okay. We had other lawsuits in the early 2000s, though. There was a lawsuit filed by Slash, Duff, and Axel, who put away their differences to fight a common enemy, Geffen Records. Oh, yeah, I bet. Geffen sunk nearly $13 million into the production of the elusive GNR album, Chinese Chinese Democracy, Democracy. as you mentioned. The album being finished about as likely as the title of the album. Mm -hmm. It did eventually come out, but not before some legal action on the side. Geffen pulled their funding in 2004. And was that really the album or just an album that got named that? I think it just got named You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and they've been talking about it for so long. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was the songs that we were originally recorded under. No, no. Uh, It had been more than a decade since the band had released a studio album, and the label wanted some return on their investment. If they couldn't get a Cash Cow album, they could at least dip into the archives. So Geffen Records released a Greatest Hits album. (laughs) The three band members sued Geffen and said the album was put together without authorization. Lawsuit gets tossed. The Greatest Hits album went triple platinum and became the third longest charting album in the Nielsen SoundScan era. (laughs) (laughs) And they wanted to stop it. And they wanted to stop it. There was another lawsuit in 2006 involving Slash, Duff, and Axl Rose. This time, they were facing off against each other, not joining forces. Slash and Duff sued Axl over songwriting and publishing credits. Hmm. Axl's lawyer said there'd been a clerical error when changing publishers. (laughs) Just a little. Very costly clerical error. Very costly. There have been other battles over publishing rights and copyrights copyrights and revenue. I think that era is behind us. Axel, though, is the only member of the band who owns the right to perform under the Guns N' Roses name. Hmm. And he protects that copyright. Let's take a break and look at what happens when Axel has to go to battle over the rights of the band itself. Oh, yeah. He's a swing off fools. (laughs) Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/ridiculouscrime. That's simplysafe.com/ridiculouscrime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hello. Welcome. Greetings. Hello. Hello. Are you Elizabeth Dutton? Yes. I I, know you. I am telling you very niche stories today. I love it. You're so happy. (laughs) They're probably not going to be very popular. There's a company in Colorado Uh called Oscar Blues Brewery. Okay. And they said they are the original craft beer in a can. What? Like, why would you want to tell people that? That was 2002 that they did that. I checked and Sierra Nevada didn't start offering pale ale in cans until 2014. But who cares? So, As somebody who drinks pale ales often, and specifically Sierra Nevada, and probably would drink this whatever fine brew they mm-hmm. make, 
I don't care if it's in a can or a bottle. But like, at no point am I like, oh, Zarin, this is a fun can. They're the original craft beer in a can. Yeah, well, congratulations. Why am I telling you I'm this? the original Zarin Burnett the third. Why am I telling you any of this? Isn't this an episode about Guns N' Roses? Yes. Well, it's about... Oh, no. It's about to be an episode about Guns N' Rosé. Okay, wait, is this a mashup? You, did you no, speak a mashup in here? No, From the Oscar Blues website. Why make a rosé ale? (laughs) Rosé is in demand, with sales increasing by 53% last year. A rosé ale can help bring more women and wine drinkers into the OB fold. Rosé beer... Women and wine drinkers. Yeah, women and wine drinkers. Rosé beer in a convenient recyclable can captures craft drinkers' sense of eco-consciousness, as well as their desire for an on-the-go beverage. Guns and rosé... 6% is a crisp rosé-style ale brewed with prickly pear and hibiscus. Beer drinkers and wine drinkers, folks who have historically drawn territorial lines (laughs) down the middle of liquor stores, will find common (laughs) ground within Guns and Rosé. Shake hands, bump fists, and share a toast. Tart, sticky prickly pear, and and floral hibiscus band together with a subtle hop profile in this refreshing spritzy rosé beer. Skip the fancy stemware. Other than you, who reads this stuff? Just me. Like I, I honestly, am the like, only one. They, they, well, no, they write you, these things for the, for the marketing speak, girl. And I love you know them. who reads this. What? Axel Rose. <laughs> because the whole fifty-three they go rosé sales went up fifty-three percent last year. Who are you it's talking on their to? Website. I'm not going to drink something because its sales went up fifty-three percent. It's either good or it, not. When you click it on their website, that's the text. Oh, I figure. So it's yeah, not no, even but like it's a like, marketing thing. It's everyone just, scrolls past that uh-huh. stuff, right? No, but none of us read that, right? So it's all well, like, Axel well, read just it. tell me if it's Guns and Rosé. Then I want the Rosé. <laughs> August 2018th, Oscar Blues filed a trademark application for Guns and Rosé. Uh-huh. That, that September, the, this sounds like if you're drunk at a concert trying to buy tickets in the party. I yeah, just wanted to get Guns and Rosé. You know what can at Guns and Rosé. You never let me do what I want. Everybody. That September, the Federal Alcohol and Tobacco Tax Trade Bureau, TTB, uh-huh. Approved the black and pink label for Guns and Rose. Sure, why not? There was speculation at the time that the brewery was putting this, like doing this as a really obvious um, publicity stunt. They knew it was a they knew it was a copyright violation, but they were just going to do it to get attention. They just wanted to get publicity because Axel sued them. Yeah, because in, no, 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 they hadn't been sued yet. No, no, but that was their plan: is they we're going to do this, and then right. we'll get sued, well, and people will they, write about it, like the New York Post. In the past, they filed a trademark application for the Queen of Beers. And for, then they, yeah, once again, wanted to get sued by Budweiser. Yeah, so they abandoned that application. When Budweiser didn't bite. Axel didn't like any of this stuff. Because Axel's a fighter. So he says, boys, round him up. Where's he from? Like Indiana, Indiana? Uh, yeah, I think oh, he's from. Like, he's somewhere where they'll fight. Yeah, I think it is <laughs> Indiana. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Indiana. So uh, he gathers his boys, mm-hmm. Slash and Duff. Oh, wow. Whistles. Gets the team back together. Oh, yeah. This is 2018, and they're on good terms. You I didn't say the band. Yeah, the team. (laughs) So December 2018, the band's business manager called the brewery's CEO. Uh And the manager asked the brewery to pull the product and the merch. They're kind of conference call. Yeah, he's like, boo, boo, The CEO said, no. (laughs) Like that? Then the band's lawyer sent a cease and desist letter to Oscar Blues and its founder, Dale uh, Katichis. I'm saying that wrong. I'm positive, but Catechist? whatever. Who cares? Catch a kiss. How about that? Catch a Catch kiss. Catch a kiss. Dale K. Okay, okay. This is what the the cease and desist letter said. Quote, GNR has earned widespread recognition by virtue of the band's remarkable success and 30-year existence. GNR owns and has registered the name and trademark Guns and Roses. And of course, it's a mm, not an and. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guns and mm, Roses in various countries. Are in- there apostrophes on both sides of the end? No, in just the official? following it. Okay. Yeah. Guns, I was just mm, wondering. Guns and okay. mm, Roses in various countries, including the United States, for use with closing, closing, clothing, musical sound recordings, and musical performances. All right. There Sounds it is. Lawyerly. Take it on home. Uh-huh. Then they went one step further and they contested the TTB label approval. Okay. And then uh-huh. the lawyer for Oscar Blues, the brewery, wrote back. Uh-oh. She sat down with a feather quill pen. Uh-huh. She said they were disputing the band's ownership of the trademark, at least as far as the booze was concerned, because trademarks are for specific genres of products yeah, and services. Definitely. The lawyer said or the band's— Or the assumptions therein. Yeah. So the lawyer's like, guess what? You guys don't sell beer. We do. Yeah. Ha ha. 
This is what her letter said. And you probably also they mentioned you've never sold beer in the past, so you wouldn't want to reserve this one. Right. So this is, she writes a letter that's just like soaked in beer. You open out the, li- <laughs> uh, woo, just like lean back. It smells like a bar it's rag. It's so hoppy. This is what her letter said. Quote, Oscar Blues named its beer Guns and Rosé as a reference to the fact that it's beer in a rosé-style ale with a crisp profile. There are other alcohol beverages, beverage producers using the same name, including at least two Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses, excuse me, wines. <laughs> we believe that Oscar Blues beer can similarly coexist without creating any likelihood of confusion or dilution of GNR's t- marks. We trust that our response above resolves this matter. So they're saying basically there's these other wines that are rosés, and you're yeah. cool with them, but you're not cool with a rosé beer. Right. Is it because we doubled Axel's, up? What's up, Axel? Axel's like, wait, there are wines? <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. So she's just like, good day, sir. And then February 2019, they start selling the beer. Okay. They promote it heavily on social media. March 13th, 2019, they get another letter from the GNR legal team Another cease and desist. This time they said that GNR is a, quote, famous trademark. Hmm. And so their letter said, quote, We do not accept the explanation that Oscar Blues named its product Guns and Rosé based solely on the alleged color and taste profile of its beer. There are many words that Oscar Blues could have used to identify the purported rosé-style ale of its beer. And that's in quote, the rosé-style ale. <laughs> Oscar Blues specifically chose to use a variation of GNR's famous trademark instead. I think I should also mention, and the beer sucks. <laughs> and it tastes like booty. <laughs> According to the trademark act of, well, like it, prickly pear beer. Yes, I'm just I saying. Don't I don't, I'm, not, I'm not imagining that that's going to no. come together into great mouthfeel. No. So there's the Trademark Act of 1946. Yes. A trademark is, quote, famous if it's known by the public at large. Okay. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm familiar with yeah, this. Yeah. So, and they, they get more protection than regular ones. So there are a lot of things that come under that canopy. McDonald's, Coke, Disney's Google. Disney's a famous example of this. Yeah. But Guns and Roses. You know, That's a tough one. Point, counterpoint. Here's how the lawyers for Oscar Blues replied. Quote, we are in receipt of your March 13th letter. And these are so saucy back and forth. <laughs> we were surprised to receive it as it came almost two months after our January 22nd response. During that <laughs> two... calling him out for the two months. Yeah, <laughs> Axel's just late. The band goes on late. <laughs> Axel's late. Uh, we were surprised to receive it as it came almost two months. Okay, blah, blah, blah. We thought you during, might be dead. <laughs> during that two-month interval, my client reasonably believed that our correspondence had allayed your client's concerns and continued with its plan to release its Guns and Rosé beer. We see no evidence that your client has reached a level of fame to warrant the extraordinary remedies of the Trademark Dilution Revision Act of 2006. We furthermore note that your client's delay in responding to our letter especially in light of its knowledge that Oscar Blues was planning to release the Guns N' Rosé beer in cans in February 2019, has caused significant prejudice to Oscar Blues. Had my client known prior to that release that your client had continued objections, it could have considered other arrangements. At this point, rebranding and repackaging its beer requires significant time, effort, and expense. So a lot of lawyers speak for essentially what kids say when they say, my dad could beat up your dad. Totally. But my client could beat up your client. And like, I know you guys are famous, but you're not that famous. The, the character assassination? <laughs> I mean, I just pictured Axl Rose lying in the street, murdered by that shot across the, the bow. Ego, I mean, the ego, the ego shot. And you they're are always famous late. enough for legal protection, <laughs> sir. So Good day, sir. What, what are they going to do? Lawsuit. Of course. Lawsuit. Tort so, laws. You offended me. <laughs> they filed suit requesting damages. Uh-huh. In their lawsuit, the band said Oscar Blues, quote, should not be entitled to continue to sell infringing products and intentionally trade on GNR's goodwill, prestige, and fame without GNR's approval, license, or consent. Fair. I love the band's goodwill. Yeah. They're yeah, goodwill ambassadors, quite look, frankly. We have a lot of goodwill. It's like social capital, and we're banking <laughs> we on that. We shop at the goodwill. Yeah, <laughs> Oscar Blues filed for more TTB labels for the same beer, but these were called Can O Blush and Rosé All Day. And the tagline was Heavy Metal Band, B-A-N-N-E-D. So they're going to just milk that of like, hey, we're not allowed to be Guns N' Rosé. Wow. So now we're Can O Blush. Jesus. I don't want any of this. No. So the lawsuit was eventually settled. There was a written agreement in the case. Who is the market for this? I have to ask. What wine mom out there is like, oh, thank God, there's GNR Rose. It's Cheryl, we're partying this weekend. Well, because you know what? You're going down to the lake. Yeah. And you're going to get sunburned. But they they have drinks they like. But you want everyone. They're not looking for GNR Rose. You want everyone to just see the like. 
They want to see you drinking the Guns N' Rosé. They want to see the barbed wire tattoo on your bicep. And know that at one point you were edgy. But they already have the McConaughey tequila for that. They're they're like, look, I have a distinguished (laughs) aging dirtbag. You got to mix it up. You got to mix it up. Uh, There was a written agreement. Case Uh was dismissed. Case dismissed. No word on the details of the settlement. And the beer, still on the market. So I'm going to buy you some. Thank goodness. I'm going to have it shipped out. You know, speaking of Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses, Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah. Speaking of... uh, And this is just... This doesn't... Legal lawsuits? No, but this just has to do with copyright. Because the Supreme Court recently sided with Jack Daniels in a lawsuit over a dog toy parodying their iconic liquor bottle. Oh. The lower court said the toy was covered by the First Amendment's free speech protections, but the Supremes said... A liquor bottle dog toy. uh They said that Jack Daniels trademark stands. You can still buy the toy. It looks like a bottle... Is this uh, for like the, Jack Daniels. like the uncle that you have? It's a special uncle, oh, so totally. his dog can have a bottle too. Totally. Like, what is this? And everyone's gonna chuckle. They got matching bottles. Yeah. They sit on the porch. But and so just... on the front, it says "Bad Spaniels" in the in uh-huh. the same font, old number two instead of old number yeah. seven. So, uh-huh. uh, on your Tennessee carpet, oh, wow. is what it says. So <laughs> that went to the Supreme Court. That's important. She just gone to the trash heap. I know, right? <laughs> I have, but I have another lawsuit this for you. This is what we're doing with plastic these <laughs> this days? This is a lawsuit relating to Guns uh-huh. N' Roses. This one's out of Houston, Texas. Yes. Well, actually, Jersey Village, Texas. It's a, in she, the Houston metro area. You say so. In Jersey Village, there's a store. They ah. sell they sell rifles. Uh-huh. They sell AR-15s. Mm. They sell bullets. Mm. They sell something else. So the convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> they sell something else, Darren. Cool. What are those they sell? Roses. Guns and roses. They are a gun shop and florist combined. <laughs> and they call themselves Texas Guns and Roses. They have a website, texasgunsandroses.com. So it's, it literally is like garden and gun, but yeah, they are but, just yeah. guns and roses. Well, the store initially tried to register their name as a trademark, Texas Guns and Roses, in 2014, but they weren't successful. And they tried again in 2016, but that time they got it. The store is not officially registered as a flower shop, I should add. Um, they have a tab for roses on the website. So a basic dozen long stem roses is $95. Okay. And there are, there's a two-toned centerpiece for 40 bucks, yellow hand-opened imported roses for 65 and pink ones for 75 The place has thousands of guns and ammo items in stock and then four rose options. <laughs> and, like, you know I really hate guns. Yes. So imagine how I felt having to peruse a gun site. Um, I'll keep keep my comments to myself, but I will say that I am with Duff of Guns N' Roses, who used to write a column for Vice. And in one of them, he called for common sense gun laws, something the folks at Texas Guns N' Roses didn't like. Well, I would like to say, as somebody just speaking up for the gun owners of the world, you can be a gun owner and also believe in common sense gun laws. Exactly. There's not like, oh, you have to take a side on this. Exactly. But Duff Duff called for common sense gun laws, so I'm right there with him. Yeah, I am am too. To Common sense. That's uh, thus the name. Common sense. So I'm not just guessing that Texas Guns and Roses didn't like it because they have a section on their website under uh, call, under firearms news, mm-hmm. and they're very much against any restrictions on that's, firearms. That's unfortunately the message most people get about this. Yeah, yeah. So 2019, when the band found out about the shop's existence, they sent a cease and desist. And when that was ignored, they filed a petition with the U.S. Patent and Trade Office's Trademark Trial and Appeal Board to cancel the Texas Guns N' Roses trademark registration. And then the band filed a lawsuit. I mean, they just run up legal fees like nobody's business. Can you imagine being his lawyer? You stay busy. Oh, God. GNR, this is what it's a quote from their lawsuit. GNR, quite reasonably, does not want to be associated with defendant, a firearms and weapons retailer. Furthermore, defendant espouses political views related to the regulation and control of firearms and weapons on the website that may be polarizing to many U.S. customers. Hmm. So they just don't want to be associated. They don't want to be confused with the business yeah, and vice that makes versa. Sense. Yeah, they don't want people to, oh, maybe Duff owns and this place. Axel took a look at the store's assets and thought, you could be mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey Got another one in there. I know I did. Slip one in. I like the pause and look at it like, oh, <laughs> you're about to get stung by the scorpion. I'm like, what's going on? This is what the shop's lawyer said, quote, there's never been any confusion and they have no evidence of confusion. This is an attempt to run up costs and burn us out. Our client sells metal safes for guns and flowers and have a one-stop shop, one-stop website and absolutely no one is confused. Nobody thinks we're the ban and there is some affiliation. We will be fighting back. 
Do you think that Axel's lawyer like goes around like on like trips with his family and then he sees like a gun store and he goes in and he's like, have you ever thought about selling roses? Just plants it. just like, it's business going. Totally, totally <laughs> keep it going. So uh, all this lawsuit business went down in December of 2022 and uh-huh. I can't find anything on it since. Still not settled. So I suppose it's still making its way through the court. Let's take a break. All right. And when we come back, we will quote, get in the ring <laughs> with one last time, the daddy of them all. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. hey Zaren. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Hey, <laughs> yes. Oh, son of a. I've done some riot episodes recently. Yes, they riot. were riotous. Mm-hmm. I could have used this next one, but I wanted to save it for a GNR grab bag. Okay. That's why. In 1991, yes. Guns N' Roses was touring in support of their Use Your Illusion double album. Okay, yes. They were the biggest rock band in the world at the time. Yes, and of course, completely. throughout the tour, the band was fighting and rhythm guitarist was about to quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was an enormous production. They had backup singers, keyboards, horn section. And in addition to their rotating lineup of opening acts, Soundgarden, Smashing Pumpkins, Body Count, Nine Inch Nails, wow. Motorhead, wow. Skid Row, Faith No More, just wow. to name a few. This is a crazy They had a of bunch of special acts. guests pop up at shows along the way. Lenny Kravitz, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry from Aerosmith, Brian May from Queen, Damn. and Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. Huh. So huge ramps were created so Axl Rose could run back and forth while singing. Oh, I thought that was to get Ronnie Woods up on this stage. wheel him <laughs> out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and each night after the show, Axel would throw these really lavish theme parties backstage. Uh-huh. Like so, theme parties? Theme parties. Oh, ooh, yeah. man. I'm, my appetite. <laughs> she is a wetted. <laughs> you have one for destruction. <laughs> According to Slash, this was one of the reasons that tours were not lucrative for the band. Because <laughs> of the theme parties? Yeah. Most other <laughs> yes. bands rake in money on tour. That's how they survive. Yes. Axl Rose blew most of the tour money while on tour. <laughs> Everything was just extravagant. <laughs> my man. I so love the tour it. was, of course, a wild one. Uh-huh. It started in May of 1991, and the album's didn't come out until that September. They were supposed to come Mm -hmm. out at the same time, but they got delayed. Because of that, the sound of fans chanting Get in the Ring at the start of the tour was able to be added to the song of the same name on Use Your Illusion 2. There was a documentary filmmaker who toured with the band. Mm -hmm. Uh, He captured footage that was used in later videos, but footage was also supposed to be released as a documentary titled The Perfect Crime. So who is this D.A. Pennebaker wannabe? (laughs) I don't have a name. This this would be stuff of them on the road, concert footage, and information about major events uh, that happened on the tour. Mm-hmm. Maybe the theme parties? Yeah, that's what I want. I want the theme parties. It was never released, and oh. nobody talked about it after the tour. <laughs> they all pretended it never yeah. happened. So on <laughs> for June... legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And forbidden. <laughs> on June 13th, 1991, the band played Philadelphia. Okay. 
The band had a photographer, Robert John. But not went, the movie, the, no. the city. Okay. <laughs> they played the song by <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, yeah, they Philadelphia. <laughs> it was so moving. Uh, this guy, this photographer, Robert John, Bob uh-huh. John, he went everywhere with them. He was taking photos of the show when a fan got into a tussle with him. With, with Bob John or with Bob the band? John, with okay. Bob John. Okay. The fan kicked the camera out of Bob John's hands mm-hmm. and Axel saw the whole thing. And instead of alerting security, Axel stopped the song and cursed the guy out. And then challenged him to a fight. Did he jump into the into the crowd? Get in the ring! Not on this one. Oh, fan, you remember the footage of oh, him yeah. jumping into the one guy? The fan gets tossed out. The show continues. Yeah. Most of the shows were pretty chaotic, mm-hmm. in that the band always went on super late. Yes, that's what happened when I saw them with Metallica. It was like they a were very lag. much the last of the super groups with that vibe yes. of like, yeah, and we'll it, come just on. Just as everyone's getting restless, yeah. um, and so. Uh, he, they're, they're these chaotic bands. They're going on one, two, two and a half hours late. So you're just standing there. Yeah. Uh, Rose um, erupted, just lost it after a fan fought with uh, Bob John. Mm-hmm. Um, so high on ditch weed and pants too tight, and he's just like angry. He's exactly. been waiting for 40 So fo- this is just ginning up yeah. as we're going. July 2nd. The tour rolled into Maryland Heights, Missouri, outside of St. Louis. Okay. They were set to play the Riverport Amphitheater there. All right. Zarin. Yes. Close your eyes. Oh, you stuck it up on me. Yeah, my eyes are closed. I want you to picture it. You are the drum tech for the band Skid Row. Oh, no. <laughs> They're opening for Guns N' Roses on this segment of the Use Your Illusion Tour. You're not really a GNR fan. You much prefer Hall & Oates, but a gig's a gig. <laughs> it pays well, and you get to see some craziness. You've just cleared off Skid Row's equipment with all the other roadies and are now organizing cables off to the side of the stage. The crowd is anxiously waiting for Guns N' Roses. Tonight's show is running suspiciously well. The band is actually in the wings about to go on, not shooting up or snorting rails in the dressing room for hours. The stage lights go down and the crowd loses its collective mind. You, of course, are careful with your hearing, so you're wearing earplugs, so everything's a little bit muffled. Mm. The scream of Slash's guitar cuts through the crowd noise, and for the next hour and a half, the band performs all their hits, plus songs from the upcoming albums. I mean, it's all a muffled blur to you, but you can pick out the songs here and there. The best place to see a show is from the side of the stage, as I will tell you. And you have the perfect vantage point. You see Axl Rose sprinting back and forth and imagine the sound of squeaking sneakers on a gym floor. (laughs) You crack yourself up with this. One of the band's assistants uh, looks at you questioningly. You wave him off and shake your head. Axel's wearing an incredible outfit tonight, by the way. He's got a Rob Halford leather daddy biker German officer hat on, hmm. a black shaggy faux fur bolero jacket, hmm. no shirt, mm-hmm. a giant black cross pendant, white spandex biker shorts, very tight, of course, hmm. uh, white socks, and what are either black hiking boots or black high-top sneakers, who's to say? Hmm. And also, who knows who cares? <laughs> There's Slash in short shorts, also with no shirt, black high tops, and a top hat. You're impressed with Matt Sorum's playing. He's a good studio guy, you think to yourself. These guys are good, but they're no Billy Joel. No. You I mean, also think to yourself. He's like, oh, you got a human metronome. Good good on you. <laughs> they do have one song you like, Rocket Queen. You've been waiting for that one to come on, and you're eager to do some toe tapping. <laughs> uh, they haven't played it recently, but you feel like tonight might be the night. Your thong underwear is riding up, so you readjust yourself and have a seat on a speaker. I just unsnap the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Your edible thong underwear is riding up. A runner brings you the beet salad you ordered earlier, and you tuck in while the band gets ready to start a new song. Mm. Rocket Queen, you are so excited you fling a little beet-stained goat cheese onto your acid-washed jeans. Right next to the coconut ice cream stain from earlier. Damnation. The song is in full bore by now, and then you see Axel yelling something at the crowd. Not singing, but yelling. You pull out your earplugs to listen in. He went from screeching falsetto to deep Indiana man in an instant. Nice. Take that, take that, get that guy and take that. You look over and you see some confused security guards. Then Axel shouts, I'll take it, goddammit. And with that, he dives into the crowd. You stand up. This is highly unprecedented. Hall and Oates would never. (laughs) The guitar's slow well, and maybe then stop. Maybe Oatswood, but not Hall. <laughs> not Hall. This, the guitar's slow and then stop. There's confusion on the ground. A circle forms around something going on down there. Suddenly you see Axel. Hatless and ginger hair aflame. He gets up from the ground and proceeds to punch a fan. Nice. Uh, you've seen enough. <laughs> I'm a roadie. What do I care? <laughs> you head outside and hail a cab. 
You can't work under these conditions, Aaron. Yeah, I'm out of here. But you have no idea uh, how lucky you are to have left when you did. Finally gave me a reason to quit. It's about to get completely out of control. Oh, really? Once lifted back onto the stage, Axel takes his mic and yells, Well, thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home. He then punctuated that by spiking the microphone like a football in an end zone. So it was like more than a mic drop. Oh, yeah. And it like whines all loud and weird. With that, he storms off the stage in big strides. Slash looked at the crowd, then said into his mic, we're out of here. And off he went. (laughs) Um, Can I tell you that this is my Zapruder film? Really? Like, I've watched it so many times for this episode. (laughs) I've slowed it down. I've gone frame by frame in reverse. I don't think I'd ever seen it before, but it's amazing. Back and to the left. Back and to the (laughs) left. Why did Axel jump off the stage? Hmm. It turns out a member of the audience had a camera. Uh, And this was before cell phones, so photos from shows were rare. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for a hot ticket like this, the photos could be worth a lot. Axel saw a camera, and it was like he saw a company trying to take a, to name their product after his band. (laughs) He went after Red flag, baby. (laughs) Alert, alert. Give me a team of lawyers. (laughs) So he put on his invisible lawyers. Who had the camera? It was a member of the Saddle Tramps. The what? It's a motorcycle club in St. Louis. Okay. Saddle, I, was, I was wondering. The, the Saddle sa- Tramps. I mean, it was right there in the Tramps and Saddle I, together. And I was like, I swear is to I? God, one of these days I'm going to get murked by a biker mm-hmm. from one of these gangs whose name I'm on. <laughs> well, the Saddle Tramps makes it sound It'll like be worth it's it. like a 1940s gang. A girl of like gang. Girls gang. And they're riding like low boy Harleys <laughs> that they got from like the war effort, like this old military surplus. And they're Saddle out there tramps. with their yeah, with their hair all done up in like the curler <laughs> style, you know, like those big round. Front, uh, what is that even called? Like when they have the the bangs with the big round sweep forward, whatever that forty liberty rolls. Yeah, the liberty rolls. So they got the liberty rolls. They're out there like, oh no, oh no, it's the saddle tramps. Saddle tramps. (laughs) They're not a club. They're a gang. Yo, no, they they call themselves a club. They've been busted in a meth manufacturing ring. Like, yeah, they're very much one percent outlaw motorcycle. Oh wait, they got busted in meth. Yeah, they got busted for a meth manufacturing ring not too long ago. Wow, far from the not Liberty Rolls. Not too long ago, which means that they're out there and yeah. they're going to hear us. And oh, they're coming for you. For they're going to yeah. contact the pagans and everybody else come after you. Murked, I tell you. Um, they do have a Facebook page. <laughs> who doesn't? So, like, I don't have Facebook, so I couldn't read the content, but who boy. I feel like Facebook takes a little of the edge off. A little? You're not that tough. If you... A little? Um, they And I'm, I like to imagine they just, like, repost memes about wives, wives nagging them or, like, foreign <laughs> propaganda anti-vax articles. I am making a lot of friends today. Though. Yeah, of course. So the Saddle Tramps. Uh-huh. One of their guys um, was the one with the camera at the show. Oh, wait. So... This is actually a guy gang? Yeah, it's a guy gang. Oh, okay. A boy gang. Yeah. Motorcycle boys. The huh. Saddle Tramps. Trampy boys. Yeah. Uh, Never occurred to me. One of their guys on. is the one with the camera. Yeah, the Which one tramp. of their guys... The the leader. Yeah, the leader of the pack. Oh, room, really? Room. Yeah. Bill Stump Stevenson. Stump. Stump. Oh, yes. Uh, Stump got into it with Axel, and then Axel declares the show over. Mm-hmm. The lights came up, and music started playing over the house sound system, but the audience was not ready to leave, not by a so- measure. Axel, in biker shorts, jumps into a crowd <laughs> to get in a fight with a biker about the camera he's take he's taking photos of him with and he doesn't ever be like can I see the photos <laughs> no he just he, he just, just, he just assumes they're not good. And yeah. he did. He was swinging on him. I know. I, I, rem- I think I kind of remember the image of this. Yeah. Him jumping from the stage. I vague memories, yeah. Like MTV news flashes yes, came to totally. me. God. Uh, so people didn't want to leave. No, Even though the house not. lights are up, the music's on, they start throwing things. Uh-huh. A GNR roadie came out on the stage, and he was wearing rainbow tights and a bunch of bracelets. <laughs> and he taunted the crowd by grabbing himself and making lewd gestures. <laughs> So there's a really great article in Billboard that marked the band's return to St. Louis after 26 years. Oh, wow. Daniel Dirchel, because they were banned. They're like, you can't come back after what I'm about to talk to you about. Uh-huh. Uh, Daniel Dirchholz and Thomas Crone, they worked for the alternative weekly paper Riverfront Times in uh-huh. 1991, and they were at the concert. Uh, in the article, they provided what they called, quote, mental snapshots of the evening. Okay. So let me read them to you. Please. A man, naked to the waist, with a gash on his shoulder and blood running down his face, broke free from the Donnybrook down front and ran up the aisle. The Donnybrook. I know. Another man, his head taped to a stretcher, was carried out. (laughs) Police, summoned to the venue by a disaster-level Code 1000, ringed the stage, and some from the crowd unwisely chose to challenge them. We're past Code 3, past Code 4. We got Code 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 1000. One was tackled and beaten on the knees, further enraging the audience, which chanted, you, pigs. (laughs) 
Two young men in front of us stomped their seats to pieces. One of them flung the flat portion towards the stage, frisbee-like, where it crashed into the forehead of a security guard, who later required numerous stitches. The bros laughed and high-fived each other. A fire hose was rolled out on stage, the idea being to blast anyone who dared try and break the cop's perimeter. Unbeknownst to them, there was almost no water pressure. (laughs) One man jumped on stage and stepped into the ineffective stream, then pulled down his pants and waved his penis at the cops. (laughs) I got one, too. Folks, it looks like we got ourselves a good old-fashioned riot just like I like. <laughs> so the cops eventually gave up and left the the arena to the rioters. Oh, wow. Like, we, we can't. <laughs> so, like, I've had enough. So the, the rioters tore down the rigging. Uh-huh. They dangled from cables. They pulled down video monitors. They yanked sapling trees from the ground out front. Oh. And then, of course, they set things on fire. Of course. Well, I forget that there's a, a lot of expensive stuff yeah. on stage. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, thanks for the toys. Yeah. So the We're cops- going to beat each other silly with this stuff. <laughs> the cops regrouped and surrounded the arena. They finally had reinforcements and they were ready to take the place back. Okay. They regrouped. I like it. Here's another quote from the Billboard article talking about the police anticipation to head back in. Quote, right. tapping his baton into his hand, one of them said... Good thing I watched my LAPD video again tonight. This was wow. only a few months, remember, after the release of the video yeah, showing 91. the brutal beating of Rodney, Rodney King. King. Yes. It seemed clear what he was referring to. Did you hear what he just said? I asked Crone. I did. So yikes. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I want to Stacey Coon and these people. And I'm like, like, yes, I, I watched my, my motivation video this morning. Exactly. And I was like, It's terrifying that like I get up. Watch oh, a little Rodney King. Do you know that like, I've done some reporting on, on police? How many of them watch videos of other police officers getting hurt in the line of duty before they go to uh, do their job? To get them all. I don't know up. why. I, I I cannot imagine roofers watching people fall before they go to work. You know, <laughs> no, I can't not imagine on my lumberjacks watching trees <laughs> crush people before they go to work. And it's the only it's one of the few jobs where like I want to see how bad my job can go before I go do it. I know it's, it's, it's just a, a weird psychology. Frame. Yeah. Well, those two reporters they were confronted by police inside. They showed their press pass. Passes, but mm-hmm. it didn't matter. One of the guys took a nightstick to the kidneys. Ooh. And then the looting began. One rioter was selling keys from the piano for $5 a piece in the parking <laughs> lot. The Here's a quote from <laughs> a amazing. Louder Sound article. <laughs> quote, the band just grabbed the vintage guitars they had and that was it, recalled Guns fan and concert attendee Brian Pollard in the Riverfront Times. People were rolling out 4 by 12 cabinets and monitor fi- mixing boards. That part was just hilarious. It was some it was some sort of white trash Fellini film. White trash yes. Fellini film. That's amazing. Brian Pollard, you delivered on that quote. In the end, 65 people were injured, 25 of them cops, uh-huh. but no one died, so that's why I can talk about it. Very good. Very um, good. And there was a re- an arrest warrant out for Axl Rose. Out of all of this, the arrest warrants for Axl Inciting Rose. Inciting a riot. So the arrest. Wait a minute. If you incite a riot, you have to be like, let's riot. It can't be like you do something and everyone else goes, we decide to riot. He did it and it got them all fired up. The arrest was delayed until he could get back from the European leg of the tour. And then he got two years probation. And Guns N' Roses was banned from St. Louis and didn't go back to play for another 26 years. That's amazing. What is your ridiculous takeaway? That I sided with Axl Rose in an issue of the law. Like, I am really heated. I'm like, that is not fair to Axl Rose. He did neither incite that, nor did he call for it. I mean, like, if you go to incite a riot, you got to be on the side of the riot. You can't be that the riot was against you. And he said he was going because security was subpar. He says because of the security. That's a deal breaker. That's like saying, look, I no longer feel safe or comfortable in this environment. And as the worker being hired by all you people, I quit. Yes. And then you get to incite. I've incited a riot Uh because I say I'm quitting Work? No. Uh-huh. No. Agreed. So that's my take. I don't know. Same. I can't believe I, I'm agreeing with Axel Rose <laughs> in a courtroom. That's all I have for today. You can find us online at RidiculousCrime.com. Uh, we have t-shirts, mugs, whatever. Do you know that he's made a lot of sense on social media lately? Axel Rose? Oh, yeah, I know. He's amazing. So maybe I'm, I shouldn't be so surprised. You know, get maybe on, I've been, I've been wrong this, all this time. Get on board the night train. <laughs> you got one I did more. it. That's I got one job. more in there. Uh, we're also at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Axel Rose is on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter's yeah, falling apart. Jump in now. <laughs> uh, email us at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. We will not answer you. <laughs> Leave us a talk back on the iHeart app. Reach oh, yeah. out. Uh-huh. Reach out. Call your mother. Call your father. <laughs> call out. the people who have made you. I don't know. Loosen up. Relax. 
Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett, produced and edited by W. Axel Dave Couston. Research is by wedding guests in the November Rain video, Marissa Brown and Andrea Song Charpentier. The theme song is by helicopter pilot in the Don't Cry video, Thomas Lee, and light up touchtone phone in the Patience video, Travis Dutton. Executive producers are CGI Dolphin from the estranged video, Ben Bolin, and Piece of Straw in Axel's Mouth in the Welcome to the Jungle video, Noel Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.